Welcome to House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And this is our first episode of 2021. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. Everything got better on January 1st, didn't it? It did. <laughs> Absolutely. Just kidding. It's been a really long year already. Yeah, it's it's been quite a year so far. Um, but one of the things that I always look forward to that we always talk about uh, at the turn of the year, the turn of the new year, are design trends, things yeah. that we are going to see inside homes in the new year, things that are going to be trending. So we we actually rounded up some of the hot trends that we're going to see in this year. Uh, Rachel, you're our, our trend guress. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, I can't take all the credit. We went to the experts. So we went to interior designers themselves and asked them what the hot trends are going to be in 2021 and beyond. And before we dive into this, I'm going to put the disclaimer out there that I think we always do, which is we are not telling you you have to change your decor. People Mm -hmm. always get really angry with us saying... um, you know, I'll decorate however the hell I want to decorate. Yes, you absolutely <laughs> should. These are just what designers are saying they see trending uh, in homes in 2021 and beyond. And this is why. Yeah. If you have shiplap in your house um, and it's 2021 right now, <laughs> we're not telling you to tear it down. Like, it's ugly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Shiplap actually is timeless, so that's totally fine, even though it was hot in... (laughs) Oh, oh. Shiplap is considered to be out of style, but... Spicy, um, spicy. Shiplap makes you happy, please. By all means, Godspeed, keep on doing you. Um, But these are just the trends that designers say that we're going to see more of. And the, the key here is that a lot of them are fueled... A lot of these changes are fueled by the pandemic. Many of these are... I would say kind of obvious, but sort of necessary to state. And they're rooted in the fact that we've all been stuck inside mm-hmm. and we all are craving a little bit of space. So we have um, a story on the 10 biggest trends that you can expect in 2021. Please go to the show notes if you want to check out all of them. But we're going to go over a couple today. One that is obvious but um, again needs to be said is clearly delineated spaces and I know that I just got done telling Natalie how stir crazy I'm going in my four walls I basically live in one big open room my apartment is the ultimate open floor plan and it felt nice and airy and light and breathable when I first moved in and you know, 11 months into this, 10 months into this, I'm going a little bit nuts. So well, and you also can't leave out the fact that your dad's been living with you for the last (laughs) for what, like a month now? Yes, um, that is true. Actually, two months. He's he's been here for a while. But I like anybody else who's, you know, has a roommate or is in a relationship. I'm living with somebody else in an open floor plan. And I can't tell you how much I would love to have a couple door, a couple more doors mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, or room divider. I've actually looked on Amazon for room dividers, just something to more clearly define the space and just mm-hmm. get a little bit of privacy, even if it's not really there and it's just mental. 
So you say the trend is clearly delineated spaces. Is this like a building trend that we're going to see or is this something that current homeowners can like create in their own homes um, with do they have to like put in a small fortune no, uh, to yeah. creating this or it can, can you do this like pretty easily? So it's both. I think we're going to see home builders respond to this. I think we're not going to see as many big open floor plans as we've seen. We're going to see home builders uh, putting out homes with more rooms. But for the existing inventory that's out there, if you live in an apartment like mine or if you live in a home with a big open floor plan, the trend is going to be to create different living spaces within that open floor plan so that you have uh, a nook or a, a pocket where you can go. A room divider, again, is a, a huge thing. And I think it was a top selling item on Amazon last year. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, one of my favorite, like, easy and expensive room dividers is uh, it, it's a piece from Ikea. It's um, you'll see it in like studio apartments. I've seen it in like offices before. It's called the Ikea Kallax bookcase. Um, and you know, this is not sponsored. I'm literally, I've just seen this mm-hmm. everywhere and so many different iterations of it. The Kallax comes in a variety of sizes. You can get it in like five by five you can get it smaller if you don't want to have like a full on you know big divider but um you can load it up with books you can load it up with um like rattan baskets you can put plants on it and candles I know you love a candle a candle but it looks it looks so seamlessly added to into the kind of the architecture of the home Um, I think in these times right now when we're still stuck at home and everybody's going a little bit stir crazy, um, this is a this is a big thing that we're going to see more of. What else are we looking at for 2021? Uh, Obvious again, but dedicated home offices. No surprise there. Um, I think the only thing that is interesting to me about this is it's just sort of a room that we all kind of glossed over before. Nobody ever said when they went house hunting, oh, I need a home office. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's not true. I'm sure some people said it, but it, it never, you know, rarely made the top of the list in terms of uh, desires for home buyers. But now dedicated home office is big. So if you have it, you're trying to sell your home, you should flaunt it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have one, you want one. Um, you can carve out some space. So it's any spare room that you have, you can use as an office or you can get creative and set up some space under the stairs or at the top of the stairs or even in a closet. Um, We're going to go back to Pinterest. One of the biggest trends that Pinterest said is going to be happening this year is the rise of the clothis, which is a portmanteau of the words closet and office. I'm not going to use that word regularly promise you I'm more of a like I need to be out in the open or I need some natural light I'll grab my laptop and be on the sofa I think Mm -hmm. I might feel a little bit closed in by clothis what about you yeah I mean I work on the sofa the majority of the time I'm still not one of those people who like sets up a desk at the dining table or whatever but um but yeah I think if you need to have a dedicated space transforming a closet with a door into an office space and putting a little desk in there and a plant and 
and um, getting a nice comfortable chair I think that's invaluable for a lot of people for sure uh, looking at this list, Rachel, I see another one on here, rattan accents. And you know that I love rattan. You love rattan. Um, yeah, this is, <laughs> I think you had asked me before, is there something that's not pandemic related? But actually, they're all kind of pandemic related. Mm. Rattan is a very natural material. And these are having a huge moment because we just want to feel like we're outside again mm-hmm. um so rattan and it, it started happening before 2020 though too um this it's been having a big moment just this natural material this bohemian feel so accents are, are are a big thing you can get a rattan coffee table you can get a rattan dresser but our designers do say rattan's best in small doses so pick one piece and then work from there you don't mm. want to have a whole room of rattan slash wicker furniture that would look like a backyard <laughs> that would yeah look or a very badly decorated florida condo yeah or like 90s like insanity speaking of 90s insanity <laughs> yikes so the designers we talked with said that the pandemic actually brought on a serious wave of nostalgia for all of us seeking comfort from the past and that that wistfulness is going to influence our design decisions this year and beyond. And we're going to be looking back toward the 80s and the 90s. Mm. So For like you can, furniture and colors and stuff? Yeah. You can expect <laughs> to see furniture throwbacks like curved furniture from the 80s or some of that 90s traditionalism. Hmm. I mean, we've we've seen hmm. curved furniture. <laughs> yeah, hmm. that was a big like Michael Michael Barbaro, the Daily. <laughs> yeah, hmm. um, we've seen curved furniture like trending last year. I yeah. think even the year before they were like curved Circular sofas, furniture, curved yep. chairs. So colors we're thinking like mauve, forest green, burnt orange. Yeah, and that's that's more from retro years. So that would be more from kind of sixties and seventies. I mean, I've. I've been obsessed with forest green for that's true you have like that's been my not so secret to like you or like my husband who lives with me uh color obsession like and I've really tried to bring it into our new place I have like forest green bar stools I have a forest green throw pillow multiple forest green throw pillows I would love to do a kitchen with like some forest green cabinetry potentially Mm. or some sort of like accents you know how I feel like a couple years ago people were like, oh, like navy is like a neutral for like kitchens or whatever. I feel yeah. like forest green is kind of going to be. It is. It is. It, um, it is or it, it already it already is. It, 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 it already is. I think I think people have started to transition from blue into green as a neutral. So mm-hmm. you're just ahead of the curve. I mean, <laughs> brush my shoulders off (laughs) (laughs) give myself a little pat on the back no I mean you know we we hear oh the 80s and 90s are coming back a lot of people like cringe but I think there's ways to do 80s and 90s decor and like weave it into what we have going already that's not so scary yeah (laughs) exactly I mean a forest green is a great example I mean that was really big in the 90s also really big in 
what, the 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. Design is cyclical. So you're going to keep seeing the same color palettes come back and the same trends. And we're just going to do them in different ways that are updated and more modern. Yeah. I mean, please just say that like pine cabinetry is not coming back in style. You know, know, that like old school, like <laughs> I just actually finished watching Dawson's Creek the entire series <laughs> and ooh, talk about ultra nineties. Yeah. Talk about pine cabinetry in, in the Leary home. I mean, my God, it's, I imagine it at some point it will come back. It'll just come back with a different, with a fresh face and yeah, say, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Like me. Like me, please. Um, all right. Well, if you want to check out more of the design trends that are sure to be hot in 2020, uh, whoa, 2021. <laughs> Was that a Freudian slip? <laughs> um, you can go to We're our- We're stuck. <laughs> we can't get out. Uh, you can check out the story on realtor.com slash news, or you can go to the show notes in your podcast app, and we will link to the story there. Speaking of trending home decor, we had an interesting conversation this week among us, our little team here at realtor.com, about an article that came out on page six, where Miley Cyrus, outrageous as she likes to be, uh, admitted that she likes to decorate her home with sex toys. Um, now, <laughs> yeah. just to be clear, this this came from an interview, uh, a recent interview on Sirius XM's Barstool Radio. And I don't know if anybody else listens to that, but um, there's some outrageous stuff on there. And Miley Cyrus has known to be pretty outrageous. So we're sort of taking this with a grain of salt. But... It did spark a little bit of a conversation among us. Natalie, what did you think? Well, right. So it was brought up by one of our editors. She said, yeah, Miley Cyrus apparently uses dildos and vibrators as home decor. And, you know, we all like teehee laughed and like shook our heads and like, oh, gosh, Miley Cyrus trying to be outrageous again. I mean, ultimately, like you said, she is an outrageous person. And I do think that she was just trying to, to go for the shock and awe factor. Um, and I do think that and I, I've I've seen articles and, you know, things about sex toys being uh design designerly and you know buzzfeed did a list of like the most attractive sex toys that you can put on display Mm -hmm. we were wondering if that's like a trend that's coming or if it's more just (laughs) a miley cyrus (laughs) thing or or people who are as open as miley cyrus is um and then you rachel were like oh well that's kind of similar to people having like mirrors on the ceiling that we've seen in listing photos um, or like stripper poles in the, the basement. Right, right. On this very podcast, we interviewed a couple that had an S&M room in their basement. Um, it's not totally uncommon. In fact, we, we come across listing photos all the time that will have BDSM rooms or they'll have stripper poles. They'll have mirrors on the ceilings. Their homes are sexed up not necessarily to sell but they're not going to undo that just to put it on the market right um 
I don't know if anybody is actually decorating their home with sex toys, though. I know that Miley was quoted as saying, I buy them for myself, but I end up using them for interior design. Sex and interior design go actually hand in hand. I mean, do they? (laughs) I don't agree with that. Sorry. Maybe it's not just sex toys. It's like erotic, but like beautiful art or like, uh, for example, I have a vase that looks kind of like a sex toy. So like, um, that's true too. I mean, the, the photo on this page six story, it it actually is a composite from the realtor.com listing of Miley Cyrus's house. But then, and I want to be clear, this was not an actual photo from her house, but there's a, a line of uh, dildos, vibrators lined up on on her counter. And right. so the the photo editor had a lot of fun with this one. Um, I don't really think that that's something people leave out intentionally. If anything, like it was intentionally staged there so the listing could potentially go viral maybe you know how there's instances where people the realtor will wear a chicken costume and be caught you know in the background of listing photos and oh my gosh and then and then dinosaur mowing the lawn yes yeah and then some news places pick it up and it's like a funny oh my gosh look at these silly listing photos thing so (laughs) so you're saying it'd just be another tactic that a real estate agent might use to have the listing go viral just oops I didn't realize that that was out for people to see and then before you know it it's all over Twitter potentially potentially I could totally yeah. see that yeah yeah absolutely absolutely but I don't really think people are leaving them out intentionally I unless don't so like either. you said it's it's mirrors on the ceiling or erotic art or something like that that is um maybe hard to Hard to remove before you take a listing photo rather yeah. than shoving something in a drawer. However, listeners, if you um, can prove us wrong or have have evidence of people, you know, actually laying out sex toys as decor, email us, podcastrealtor.com. We yeah. would love to hear what you've seen. Send the receipts. I want to see those photos. Yeah. What have you heard? <laughs> so, and then... This last news story that we're going to talk about, um, we don't like talking about the Kardashians. I'd like to preface by saying that. Um, however, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West announced uh, right after New Year, the New Year, that they will be getting divorced, and that made a lot of headlines. So, in the interest of looking at this from a real estate perspective, um, we wanted to see or we wanted to tap some experts to weigh in on how will their properties get divided um kim and kanye have quite a hefty portfolio of properties and uh we we're we're making some wagers as to who who's gonna get what in the divorce settlement okay Um, i have some questions yeah what are your questions what are your questions? I edited this story, so yeah, I, I was gonna say. So you, I know you worked on this story. Mm-hmm. Um, how and you're 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 up to date on the, all the latest Kardashian news? Ugh, how <laughs> how many properties do they own together? So the ones that we covered in this story are the most publicized ones. Um, there are we, we covered four properties in this one. So there is the Hidden Hills Estate, which is their huge property in um 
Hidden Hills, which is a gated community in Los Angeles. Uh, they bought it for $20 million in 2014. And this is the house that they've been extensively renovating. It's said that they've poured an additional, I think, like $40 million into this place. Um they essentially leveled it and built it up from scratch um, and have really put Kanye's like design aesthetic spin on it. It's extremely minimalistic. It's kind of like a monastery a lot of people have described it as. He re- he famously hired this Belgian designer, Axel Revoort, um, to rehab the home and give it that classic sterile kanye look that he just loves (laughs) um so there's that home and our experts oh sorry go ahead well the thing i was gonna say that i found really interesting in this story which by the way will be in the show notes is that there's a huge sticking point here kim owns the land in and around the house but kanye owns the actual structure yes yeah so how do you do that well, you know, I'm not a property <laughs> lawyer. <laughs> I wish I wish I was. Um, it's going to be really messy. It is going to be. The thing we do know is that it's going to be messy with, you know, I mean, hopefully people are saying that if someone's going to take that house, it'll probably be Kim just because she's been raising the kids there. Um, they're used to it. It's close to her sisters and her yeah. mom who have properties in the Valley, Calabasas and hidden hills so it just seems like a home base and kim is you know a very family oriented person so uh we we anticipate that that she'll keep that if they don't end up selling it they might even just sell it and and split the cash and then go from that um and it's interesting too california is one of the states where any um community property Community property. So any um, assets that you've gained after the marriage have to be split 50-50. Yeah. So that could be the situation with this one. Um, Another one of their famous properties is the Wyoming Ranch. Um, Mm -hmm. Of course, they bought this one in 2019. This is the ranch that sits on 9,000 acres. It's near Cody, Wyoming. Um, Kanye was said to have been building a commune type space he was wasn't he putting in an airstrip too he was putting in an airstrip he was potentially gonna like relocate his yeezy brand headquarters there um i'm sure like some sort of record studio was gonna go in there or re- recording studio was gonna go in there so this is um, definitely going to kanye yeah experts say that this one's going to kanye uh the compound uh, that West has been planning building includes um, a 10 bedroom, 52,000 square foot mansion and two 10,000 square foot underground garages, uh, which will likely run him into the $50 million range. (laughs) It's chump change to him. Yeah. It's, it's likely going to Kanye. Um, And then another home that they purchased in 2019 is this $3 million house that's right next to their big house in Hidden Hills, the $20 million place that they purchased in 27 or 2014. So this place um, they bought in 2019. And 
I think that they bought it and they're doing what a lot of other stars do, which is just buy the house next door and expand your footprint and use it as maybe a guest property. Yeah. Um, Kim wants to create a big garden there so she can grow fruits and vegetables for her family. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the next HGTV show. Kim's Garden. I know. Keeping up with Car- with Kim's Garden. Yeah. It, it's a beautiful home. It's four bedrooms. It has a pool. Um, big gardens and a horse barn and corral. So th- they're thinking that this property would likely go to Kim Kardashian as well. Um, yeah, that makes sense, especially because it's in the same neighborhood as her family. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the last one that we profiled, the last property, is um, the two acres that they bought in La Quinta. Again, another 2019 purchase. They were very busy in 2019. Um this is a two-acre parcel, and they bought it for $6.3 million. Um, it's in La Quinta, which is kind of close to, like, the Coachella um, Valley, like, where they have the music festival. Um, Kanye, you know, performed there in 2019. He, I think he's performed at the music festival a number of times. Um, and... You know, La Quinta is very close to Palm Springs, and that that is kind of like a playground for the wealthy and you know people people who want to just get out of LA for for a weekend and escape. Um, so we're putting this one in Kanye's column. Um, it could go to Kim though, and the reason for that is because her sister and mom have properties in uh, in that area as well. So. You know, like I said, they're very into sticking together. So yeah, so Kim, so it might Kim might want that property too. Uh, but it's again, it's just it's an undeveloped plot of land. So, yeah. so it sounds like overall our speculation from our experts is that Kanye is going to end up with the remote locations, and Kim is going to keep the places near Hollywood. Yeah, that's and doesn't that make sense? Right? Like, yeah. It it, kinda, it totally makes sense with their personalities. Yeah, it aligns. You know, Kanye's been trying to kind of escape that spotlight and that limelight. He's just he? over it. Well, <laughs> he did run for president. <laughs> yeah, I guess that is putting the ultimate spotlight on yourself. Um, he, he was on your California ballot. So anyway, that's that's how we are anticipating it's going to shake down um, in the Kardashian West divorce, but. Time will tell another great thing that we have to look forward to in 2021. <laughs> Strangely, it's the schadenfreude, but I'm more into talking about them when I know that they're uh, just imploding. <laughs> I, I, didn't mind, I didn't mind that segment, Natalie. Okay. Now it's time for Making Moves. This is the segment of the show where we update you on properties that we've talked about before, uh, whether they've sold on the market again uh we just want to let you know that we're keeping an eye on things and then we're gonna keep you up to date this week uh just like sorry sorry, go ahead (laughs) well i'm just so excited to talk about this one um really no (laughs) i mean yeah um this is a story that we've been following for a while, right? So Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen, they have this massive home in Massachusetts. Um, and it was recently announced that they sold it. They've been trying to sell it for a while. And we've we've sort of chronicled the price drops. Um, yeah. 
for a while being like a couple years now. A couple years. Um, they've been trying to sell since 2019. They've had a couple price drops. They took it off the market last spring, in the spring of 2020. And then sometime over the summer or fall, it was quietly listed again in like an off-market way. So mm-hmm. there, they were getting obviously nibbles from people in the know um, and indeed, this transaction appears to have been an off-market deal. So we don't have a price disclosed for how much they paid for the house. Um, but sources have said that the property was offered for $32.5 million. That was the most recent offering. Um, it actually went on the market in 2019 for $39.5 million. So uh, they probably took a hit, right? Yeah, I'm I'm assuming so unless someone came in and is like, I'm going to give you 8 million dollars more than the last time it was uh the price was disclosed for for they what would be reason? A bad business person. Yeah, there is no reason for anyone to to do that, especially since it's been sitting on the market for that long. Um but, you know, we've talked about what this house is and, and what it looks like. It's it's actually interesting. They purchased the plot of land in 2013. Um, and they actually bought it from a small liberal arts college. <laughs> I think I, I actually looked up to see if the college still exists, and it does. So I'm assuming that they bought the like part of the land. The college was like, we need to make some cash, so let's sell part of part of our property. Um, That's smart. To yeah, Tom Brady. To Tom Brady. Of course. And, and so Tom and Giselle purchased the plot of the five acre plot of land for four point five million. Um, and then they hired this super famous architect, Richard Landry, to design essentially the estate of their dreams. That they then sold. Yeah, that they've then sold. Because of course Tom has since left the New England Patriots and he's now on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So um they said, see you, snowy winters. <laughs> We're going yeah. to Miami. Um, it, good that they finally got this unloaded. I'm sure it was a bit of an albatross. Yeah. Tom and Giselle have finally sold that property, and we can put that one in the books. Okay. It's now time for winners and losers, and we have two two zingers this week. Um, <laughs> winners and losers is our segment where we talk about celebrity mainly celebrities and the properties that they buy sell or rent um we choose one loser and one winner and the loser is someone who has made a bad deal or dropped the price significantly lost cash um and the winner is someone who we want to applaud as making a really good real estate move so we're going to start with our loser oh dear (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to announce this one our loser this week is Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, Jeffrey Epstein is a loser for obvious reasons. All obvious reasons, but also in real estate posthumously because uh, his New York City townhouse just got a $23 million price cut. Mm-hmm. And that's because nobody wants to live there. We don't feel bad at all about calling a dead man a loser um, when it's someone like Jeffrey Epstein. And, um, yeah, his, his townhouse had a $23 million price cut. Uh, this is a famous place. It's been profiled in what did 
New York Times, Vanity Fair. It's it's been photographed. It was a it's place a- where a lot of shit happened. Oh, excuse me, sorry. It was a place <laughs> where a lot of stuff happened. I'll beep that out. Um, it's a seven-story French neoclassical mansion, and it was originally listed for eighty-eight million dollars um, last July, July twenty twenty. Since then, the price has been reduced to sixty-five million. So, uh, yeah, for for that price cut. We're going to call Jeffrey Epstein for, for that price cut and so much more. We're going to call him our loser of the week. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of one of those need we say more. Yeah. We need, we things. need not, we need not say more. Obvious um, loser. And then let's go to our winner. This one I'm excited about because I'm actually reading his uh, memoir right now with, oh. with some of my friends in our book club. Um, our winner this week is Trevor Noah. <laughs> He is a comedian and the host of The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Apparently, Comedy Central pays through the nose because Trevor just <laughs> bought a house for $27.5 million. I mean, are you that surprised? Kind, Yes, I am. I mean, for the host of The Daily Show, that's pretty um, high profile. Yeah, but still, $27.5 <laughs> million. My jaw dropped. I was like twenty seven point five million, and also like you go, Trevor, um, because you know just from reading about his beginnings in apartheid South Africa and buying this crazy multi million dollar house in Bel Air, it just seems like if money is your measure of success, he's doing pretty damn well. Um, this also isn't his first purchase of the kind I no. guess in 2019 he he bought a place in the same area in Bel Air for 20.5 million and then he flipped that for 21.7 million just mm-hmm. this last August so he not only is has expensive taste in real estate but he's flipping them for more profit yeah where it's in an area in a time where it's pretty difficult to to flip an expensive property like this uh yeah he he's doing it he's also our winner not just for having a boatload of money but also because he got a deal on this place um he so it was listed for 36 million in 2018 and it had some price cuts over the years so it it went to from like 32.5 29.5 and then uh until yeah until he scooped it up for 27.5 so so he bought it for almost 10 million less than it originally listed for in 2018 correct um and it's a gorgeous place too it's got uh, breathtaking views it's very open and airy um very contemporary. Mm-hmm. Lots Super of glass. Super contemporary. You must love that pool. There's like an infinity pool that just. Oh, of course. Would, you know, it's right on the hill. And so you can just see the entire Hollywood Hills below you. Trevor, yeah, he did good. call me. I want to come over. <laughs> call me. <laughs> Damn. Hey, Trevor, call us. For, for all that, Trevor Noah is our real estate winner of the week. Yeah. End of the year so far. End of the year, our first real estate winner of the year. Starting off on a good note, <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, low. Trevor <laughs> Noah, high. <laughs> um, all right, and that is it for, I almost said, and that is it for The Daily Show. <laughs> ah! 
All right, that is it for House Party. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, We're very happy to be back on the microphone with you in 2021. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to our show. And uh, if you have some extra time, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. Um, If you want to check out any of the stories that we talked about today, go to the show notes the little details section in your podcast app we will have all the links to all of these properties so you can follow along look at pictures read the inside scoop um all from realtor.com slash news news and insights if you want to get in touch with us you can email us at podcast at realtor.com please do we do check it we would love to hear from you we will answer your questions if you have any and we might even answer them on air You can also get in touch with us through social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And our handle is at housepartypod on all three. Yes. Thank you so much for hitting play, for tuning in. And we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.